ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your efforts to explain the Catholic faith and invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, any questions, any complaints, whatever it is, please contact us. There's two ways, two best ways to do that, at least. You can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, that's ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet to us at sfdiocese using the hashtag ignition, sfdiocese, hashtag ignition. Hi, Father. Is that ignition? Ignition. We're part of the egg council? Ignition, yes, the, oh, ignition. I thought you said egg, yeah, it's something. I know, I meant egg isn't like the incredible edible egg. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. We've changed the I name like again. So, we actually, Father, we've been uh, we've been under the name Ignition for this is episode 195 of the podcast in total. So 95 ep- or 96 episodes now, uh, we've been going with Ignition. You like it so far? Uh, I do. I, I, I'm just glad you like have tried to no longer. I'm glad that you're no longer making in private jokes about Star Trek. <laughs> that, was, like, engaged, that was that was uh, trying to do like a John Patrick Stewart. Um, type of voice. I'm feeling much more comfortable now. Good. It's just Patrick Stewart, by the way. I don't know. It's Jean-Luc Picard. And Pat- Listen, if you're going to try to go Trek on us, you got to get it right, man. I don't want to get yeah, hash. I, mean, I don't want to get... I've got, I've got no clue who these guys are. I... Just kind of, you know, you're the one who keeps referencing oh, them. Oh, so, oh, says the chemistry major, please. Whatever. <laughs> The Society of the Propagation of Stereotypes. <laughs> you betcha. So, Father, should we stop? The the name banter needs to stop today, I think, don't you? No. Oh, well, I'm going to stop inane bantering. You can f- feel free to banter inanely all you want. How's that sound? <laughs> I think I remember there was, uh, uh, I believe it was a Simpsons episode where they had this robot DJ who, like, you know, did, like, played the songs on the radio and it said, it even has 18 types of inane, of inane chatter in between songs. <laughs> How about the weather out there? Yeah, we've we've used that button many times, but not today. Yes. How's your weather? <laughs> chilly. chilly, chilly, chilly. Let's talk chilly about something. October. Oh boy. I I think we, father father and I talked about we we outlined today's podcast, and I said to father. Boy, do you, are we going to have enough material? He said, oh, yeah, we'll have plenty of time. Well, we can always fill it in. Well, I guess that's what Father's doing right now is making sure we have enough. <laughs> I am not taking all of three minutes. And by this time, all the people that aren't committed to us are just going to, like, turn off the radio probably, turn off the podcast, and um, and then we'll uh, uh, just go from there. Now we're talking to the real listeners, the people who are serious about this. Exactly. All right. Now you can all turn your secret ignition uh, uh, fan club books to page <laughs> seventy-two. Fragile. If you know what that reference is, tweet us. SF Diocese use the hashtag ignition. What is that reference? Fragile. Thank you very much. Fragile. I believe it's French. Italian. It's Italian. 
I said Italian. I thought, I thought no, it's, it's Italian. All right. All right. Enough with the name banter. Hard to fit a bowling alley in there. Uh, yes, sir. You got it. I know. I, I, I wasn't concerned about you not catching it. It's a serious prize. Okay. You don't, don't give, Are we give them a serious you, prize. You're going to tweet us at, uh, you know what? At SF Diocese hashtag ignition. Yes. If, if you, if you get that reference right, I've got another copy of Peter Crave's book, uh, because God is real. Peter Kraft, because God is real. Uh, if, 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 I'll do a random drawing for all the people who will tweet us, Hassif Diocese, hashtag ignition. If you know what our reference was just a bit ago, and if you missed it, uh, go online and listen to the archives. But if, if you, if you, uh, if you get it right and we get multiple entries with the right answer, I'll draw a random one and, and send you, lucky listener, uh, a free copy of Peter Kraft's book, Because God is Real. How's that sound, Father? That sounds great, and the book is not fr- fragile, but you are, so don't, so don't tweet and drive. Do not tweet and drive. Um, so uh, I have no transition whatsoever. Do you have a transition? No. no. All right. Although it is October, as we were saying, oh, and yeah, uh, uh, there's some church news coming up in November that we're going to talk about today. Good transition. Oh, wait, no, not November. It's what in October. It? It's coming wow. up. It's coming up this weekend, Father. It's so October. It is October. And what Father is referring to is the um, the upcoming, said we're recording this on um, the 1st of October, the Feast of St. Therese of Lisieux. Um, Little flower. The, and uh, religious and doctor of the church. Um, and uh, this, I think, I'm pretty sure beginning this Sunday, is the, the beginning of a, a synod in Rome on marriage and family. Uh, Father, Father what, is, what is a synod? A synod is something relatively well kind of renewed in the life of the Church in the past uh, 50 years. It's a gathering, a representative gathering of bishops throughout, from throughout the world to talk about a specific topic of interest for the uh, ongoing mission of the Church today. So it's a, it's a bishops, as you said, from around the world come together, obviously with the Pope, usually in Rome. I don't know of a synod in modern in the last 50 years that hasn't been in Rome, um, but, but to discuss uh, a, a topic of concern either to the universal church usually or sometimes uh, to the church in a particular region. Um, and so there's an extraordinary synod that is, uh, come, uh, that's going to begin uh, being held this month in Rome on the topic of marriage and family. Um, Father, we, we've heard a little bit more about this particular synod um, than we usually do, but I should say particularly in um, secular media, in the sense of non-church media, there's there's more attention being drawn to to the synod. I, 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 that's my sense, at least. What do you think? Oh, definitely. Uh, I think the synod is getting a lot of attention uh, to the topic of marriage and the family, uh, which just shows the importance uh, and the universal appeal of uh, questions of marriage and family life uh, to people of good or even ill will uh, throughout the world. Uh, in fact, I can remember back in June, uh, someone, uh, just someone off the streets talking to me about this it was, um, and with questions about this, uh, the synod and what it was going to do, um, which is surprising. So it is uh, something that people are talking about. 
Right. So, so uh, attention is being paid to it. Um, and, and for a variety of reasons, but I think in part because it's a, it's a, a topic that maybe, well, is, is a bit more relatable, relatable to, for many people, the, the exact title of the, the synod, the topic for the synod is the pastoral challenges of the family in the context of evangelization. Uh, again, the pastoral challenges of the family in the context of evangelization. So this is a um, a topic for the synod that that was determined by Pope Francis um, o- over a year ago, um, and actually it's going to be revisited next fall as well. Um, the, the synods normally occur every three years. Uh, the, the, we're we're going get, discussing this one. Um, this topic, this month, it's an extraordinary synod because the last one was just two years ago. So an extraordinary synod this fall, next fall will be another ordinary synod again on the topic of, of the family. Uh, but Father, I think, you know, going back to what you were just saying about how people are, are more aware of this synod, um, one thing that, that we thought, and actually you, you had a great point, that it's, it's worth discussing um, what and where we hear news about this synod. Can you unpack that a little bit, what we mean by that? Well, hopefully, uh, all of our listeners are are cautious about where they uh, hear Catholic Church news from, and and that they're discerning as to their sources. Uh, that they're not just trusting any old source. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, uh, hearing about things this summer, and uh, the person I was talking with uh, talked about hearing some stuff uh, through Time Magazine, and what they had heard was wrong, and and. And the wrong thing they'd heard was doing a uh, terrible damage to their spiritual life, to their soul. Um, but uh, again, they'd heard it from Time Magazine, and so they thought, therefore, it must be true. And so hopefully, listeners, you are uh, discerning in that way and helping your friends and other Catholics that you know of to be discerning in that way as well. And sometimes that can because... Um uh, media outlets m- might have an agenda on it, frankly. They, 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 they might, might not care for the church's position on a variety of issues. Um, the media isn't fair and balanced? Not, not always, unfortunately, because the media is made up of human beings, and we're not always fair and balanced, unfortunately. Even you and me, although this episode, uh, I don't know if I can say things because we might violate um, trademark or something, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other, but, but in addition to that, Father, I think a number of, of journalists uh, have commented on how um, it's important for, for their uh, co-journalists who cover religious topics to inform themselves. I mean, I think part of it is, you know, in addition to the unfortunate reality that people might have agendas uh, contrary to the church's agenda, sometimes it's just, frankly, some of the, the reporting is just uh, comes down to, frankly, ignorance, not ill will. Don't you think? Well, I think there's a uh, there's no phrase in that regard. Uh, never uh, attribute something to malice when it could be attributed to ignorance. Right, right. And although we know sometimes it's the for- the first, the former, uh, we also know sometimes it's it's the latter. Um, and and a number of of religious journalists have taken their their co journalists to task precisely on that point. Just as a matter of professionalism, you need to educate yourself in the area that you're reporting on. And and unfortunately, um, that that and even if even if even if it's a journalist, you care nothing about the Catholic Church, or even if as a journalist you're antagonistic towards the Catholic Church, you need uh, to educate yourself on how the Church views. And expresses herself, right? And that's because that's the nature of journalism, at least the the way that we we strive to practice it today, uh, try, trying to present present our topic objectively. So, 
so, we claim we're objective. Yes. So, so I think that's uh, Father. I think that's a great point that you um, you, you had raised when we were talking about this episode, and it's it's definitely worth mentioning that you have to be you have to just keep those things in mind when when you hear about um, about the synod. If you do hear about it, where am I hearing this from? And it's just uh, you know be critical in the best sense of the word. Is this Am I hearing firsthand reporting? How much, you know, is, what's being paraphrased? What's quote-unquote on background and therefore how reliable is it? Just the, the, the normal way that you would read the news in a critical way, we, we ought to always do that. Um, but, but particularly in the, in the context, the case of this synod, um, and, and in really in, in all things Catholic, um, it's important to, to absorb our information with, with a critical mindset, again, in the best sense of the word. And maybe and maybe careful might be a more palatable word to some than than critically okay. careful mindset. Sure. Are you being critical of me right now? No, I'm being careful about words. Okay. No. <laughs> so so this you know we could talk about what the Senate isn't going to be about, but maybe we should at least start by what it's really going to be about. Uh, what what the the intent again sort of just gave earlier gave the topic uh, the, the, for the Synod, um, the pastoral challenges of the family in the context of evangelization. Uh, so so keep that in mind. So Father, what is what is the Synod really about? Well, I think if you look at that title, Pastoral Challenges uh, of the Family in the new, in regards to new evangelization, I think there's a couple ways to think about it. One is, um, again, because the, the, the Catholic Christian life is one that involves a morals or morality, um, that when we promote the Catholic Christian life, which is evangelization, the proposition of the life of Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church, for some people... Uh, how they live their family life uh, is going to raise some questions about how they integrate that into the church. Yes? Right, you're right. So, so elaborate. What, 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 is, what does that mean for the average Catholic? I want to go more general before I go specific. Okay. What does that mean more generally? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it's cause there's also this idea that, so, okay, so for an individual, right, how they look at family life. Yeah. Might be a challenge to them in evangelization. Okay. Uh, also, uh, as we, uh, the way that we ourselves live our family lives in the church can be a challenge or a hindrance to how we evangelize. So, are, 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 are you talking there then about how that that the the how how we witness or or, or fail to give witness to our faith based on how we live? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. There? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because again, the evangelical power of the church doesn't depend on one or two dynamic persons. The real evangelical power of the church uh, depends upon her witness as a whole. Right, right. So, so as a whole, as in the entire church, as in all members of the church, then? Correct. And so how we live our lives, and, and we've said this a lot, we're talking about evangelization, the new evangelization, um, the, the importance of giving witness to our faith by the lives that we leave, lead. Live, whatever. If one member of the body is ill, all members of the body suffer. Yes. And then the body <laughs> looks worse. Right. Doesn't give as, as powerful, a vi- as vibrant a witness when there's illness that, in one part that, as you said... Pale and clammy. Exactly. And that's not as pretty to look at. Right. 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 Okay. And so that whole idea of pastoral challenges of the family in the context of new evangelization. So there's challenges to people hearing the call of the gospel 
and those challenges to us in proclaiming the call of the gospel. Yeah, and I think on the, to the first point, I mean, that's uh, for for many of us, you know, and I think you know, you and I both raised in Catholic homes, both uh, raised going to mass on a regular basis. You know, the, the the reality that evangelization, the transmission of the good news of Jesus Christ and of His teachings, um, for most of us, that begins in our home when when we're we were raised. Many of us uh, who are Catholic now were raised in Catholic homes. Certainly, most of the vast majority of Catholics were raised in at least a Christian home, um, and, and and so so the, the the importance of the family passing on the faith to subsequent de- generations within the family itself. Correct, and and so that now, but in in our own day, what we're seeing statistically, just speaking from a statistical point of view, is a decay, especially. Uh, in the West and in Latin America as well, a decay of the structures of the family, that place where the primary proclamation of the gospel takes place. Right. And so the, the church, I think, Father, the, the church has—there the, the, are two reasons, at least, but maybe two primary reasons why this is important. Um, first of all, the church does have an interest in the health of the, the, the family, the health of marriage um, for its own sake. But then for, for this larger point that, that, that the, uh, the topic— addresses. It's also because of the importance of the family for passing on the faith um, in the context of evangelization. So I think at least probably at least those two um, those those two goals presumably are in mind and will be discussed at this upcoming synod. Right. And like you use the phrase health of the family or health of marriage. I think sometimes we don't always equate you know those those words might seem to not belong together. You know, health belongs to the body or the mind, but how can you say the health of marriage or the health of the family? But to think about it in these terms, um, again, you know, we'd say in some ways marriage creates a new person, or at least a new entity. It creates a family of a husband and wife and, and God-willing children. And if that new entity, the family, uh, isn't healthy, we should be concerned. And what would we say about a population, let's say, uh, of a town? where uh, 50% of the members of that town uh, die within uh, 10 years of being born. Right. You know, we would say something isn't well in that town. But right now, 50% of American marriages uh, end in divorce. Maybe it's more than 50%. So something is unhealthy in that entity, that uh, uh, person or that body of marriage. And even, and that's... In a, a, for its own sake, the, the, the church is mindful. The church cares for the husband and wife, the man and the woman in the marriage. Again, in addition to the impact that has on, on the transmission of faith and on evangelization, just for the sake of the, 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 the people involved in, in, in an in a unhealthy or, or, or a marriage that has, in a, in, in a sense, died, if you will, the church is, it, it cares for, has, uh, is solicitous solicitous for for all people including the, the married and 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 therefore um, the church wants to give attention to the institution of marriage in a time when it is suffering as it, as as you I was going to say as it seems to be but as you noted statistics statistics are pretty clear that it is suffering right and uh, I mean no one goes into marriage expecting that they're going to get divorced right right I hope 
So, so, and then the, the ramifications it has so marriage, the husband and wife, and then the family, um, the couple, and then any, any children that might come, obviously when, when the marriage between, well, mom and dad aren't getting along. And when the marriage is maybe even falling apart, um, that, that does, I mean, this is, I mean, the statistics have been very clear for 30, 40 years. Um, that has a, a real impact on most children in those situations. Very real impact. Um, and uh, that you almost have to go through mental gymnastics to try and uh, deny it, to go through mental gymnastics to try and uh, create some other structure to support children. Exactly. I mean, that's why, yeah, yeah. If, if the family is unhealthy and, 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 and the children aren't being cared for in every sense of the word, then, then who is going to care for? And, and, and that creates all sorts of, it's a domino effect. When when um, there's there's a um, a lack of health within the marriage that that has impacts on the family internally, but then externally as well. Correct. And then so that the, the other point then that that also impacts, as we were saying, the transmission of faith to that next generation. Um, when when mom and dad's faith is weak, um, that has an impact on how well how receptive the the, the children will be to the faith as well, right? Very much so, because it affects their uh, their image of mother and father, uh, which is uh, and parents and authority, which are all uh, and and brother, which are all crucial identities to living a life giving Christian experience. Right. I mean, if you're not, and you can you can I suppose have intellectual assent to to what we believe as Catholics, but. But it's meant to be reflected in how we live, and this goes back to one of the first points, Father, that you were making um, about the, the witness of our lives. Um, if if a family, if a marriage or a family isn't isn't living out the 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 teachings of the of the church. That's going to have an impact on how well how the kids receive it. I and mean, if they see mom and dad professing to believe that what the church teaches, but then they're they don't, they're not living lives of great faith, great hope, great charity. Um, the, 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 we we see that in one another, and we certainly see that in the people that we live live with on a day to day basis. And that's going to have an impact, therefore, on the likelihood with which you know junior and daughter uh, are are likely to live out the faith in a vibrant way themselves as they grow older. Very correct. And uh, so that's why there's a, there's a concern. That's why it's something you as listeners should be praying for and thinking about as we enter into, uh, or as I should say, as uh, bishops gather in Rome on Sunday, October 5th, to begin this synod. And I, I, I want to reiterate what you, something you just said, praying for the synod. I mean, Pope Francis has asked that, that families um, and that people around the world pray for the synod, and we should take that seriously, that, that while the bishops are meeting together with Pope Francis um, for these couple of weeks, um, we, we should be praying for their discussions and for their deliberations. Again, there will be another synod next fall on this topic, uh, so it might be some time before we see any sort of documentation, any um, exhortation written by Pope Francis on this topic. Um, but, but regardless, we should be praying uh, that, that the discussions go well and that they have some pastoral, real pastoral guidance to offer the faithful, to offer the church, uh, including those who, who maybe are, are suffering in their marriage or in their family family life in some way. Correct. And, and, and never underestimate the power of a five-year-old or a four-year-old, you know, so families have your children pray, even if they don't understand what they're praying for, to be praying for the success of this synod. 
Um, you know, one of the things I like to remind our, our students about is that um, in all these things that we say yes to in being a Catholic, you know, we say yes to uh, uh, a vision of life. We say yes to uh, the power of God. We say yes to the power of the family. We really need to build up this great yes to the family and the Christian vision of the family and be mindful of the fact that the family has been under attack in that way um, by, by those who don't like the family to have that power. Right. Yeah, and, and the, the, there's certainly at the spiritual level, there there will be an attack on the family, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. sometimes at the human level as well, there's also an attack on the family. Um, and, I think in, in most every wedding, um, one of the final blessings given at most every wedding is uh, that this new couple would be a blessing uh, and a source of uh, comfort uh, for the poor, the homeless, and the lonely. Exactly. Right. The solicitor, I mean, the, the, as you said earlier, again, the entire church and, and giving witness and, and, and families are, are obviously a powerful place in which uh, disciples of Christ can, with one another, uh, serve those who are in need, whether it's spiritual or material poverty. And that's that great opportunity. And that's why, again, it's the, the family in the context of evangelization, the family is a vital part of evangelization. You know, if we look at the early church, often it was the power of the witness of the family. You know, these husbands treat their wives differently. These Christians treat their children differently than do everyone else around them. You know, can we say that about Catholics now? Or do Catholic marriages look no different than the marriage of anyone else around them? Right, and 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 that's I think that that's a great point, Father, and something that I mean, as, speaking as a married man, that that I and 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 my wife and I should should take to consideration. We should consider and take to prayer. How how effectively are we, or how deeply are we living out the Catholic vision of marriage and family in our lives? There's a great need for that to be examined, to be looked at, and be better understood by each couple. And this is, you know, this is this topic and the importance the church gives to this topic is not new in 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 the last century. Well, if ever, I mean, the church has always been mindful of of the family. But Vatican II addressed it. Pope John Paul II addressed it. There was a synod about uh, forty years or so ago, thirty um, some years ago, on this topic as well. So, so the church is very mindful, Father, of of the importance of a healthy family, both for its own sake and the sake of its members, but also also for the sake of evangelization. And the need all the more uh, to, to proclaim that the Christian family is a place of refuge, a place of blessing, a place of strength uh, for those who live in the world with uncertainty, with difficulty, with challenges, but to reclaim uh, the gift of family. Yeah, and we, you know, the saying that home is where the heart is, um, there's something s- similarly true when it comes to the life of faith and the family as well. And with that, we will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet to us at sfdiocese using the hashtag ignition when any th- with any thoughts, questions, or topics for future episodes and to win that prize. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 3 on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.